just a dream, just a dream. monks whose job it was to walk round with a lantern to see who would nod it off. Dream of an idea. Slide down the banister. They were very kind and considerate. They didn't hit him, pinch him or push him. Someone who wants to slide down a banister. Take the lantern and hold it up to his face. We are all children of the stars. Negative result, reference 176 West Wickham Road. One of the stars has fallen out of the sky. I give up. <laughs> we do. One of the stars has fallen out of the sky. doesn't go to anywhere except in the lift. Nothing. In the dark can harm me. Shooting stars. Nothing. In the dark can harm me. Shooting stars. Stars are your friend. Someone's come in, grabbed your bag. No fear of the dark whatsoever. Too frightened to go down. The stars are your friend. Someone's oh. coming, grabbed your bag, and off. Slight nervousness at some level. If you let your mind wander, your body will tumble. Hello. Sam and Claudine. Two o'clock, right. Shout down. Because it is very much an architecture of alienation, an architecture of terror, an architecture that is meant to make you feel quite radically unsafe. So you tread with great, great care. Quite radically unsafe as you walk up it, as you walk. I can remember doing some of my early observations from the back garden and even smells come into it because my mother used to cultivate night-scented stock see? and that only gave out any perfume at night. At the earliest recollection 
I have in life as as a three-year-old. We lived in a part of London, Maidervale, Randolph Avenue. Luckily enough, we had a huge oak round table with the lion's feet. And we were always told if there was an air raid to get under this table. Straight in the bathroom into bed. Where's Saffron? Right, come on, open in the bath quickly. If someone wants me to make them a staircase in a house, you actually have to look and say, is it possible? Well, it's always somehow possible. But quite a common thing for people to ask for is, oh, I'd like to get from the top landing onto the roof terrace or space. Saffron! Relative. I mean, you can get from one floor to another, but you might have to crouch, bend, double over, or twist in a spiral your body to do it, but you can do it. And the regulations will say, oh, no, you can't do that. It's not allowed. But, I mean, what people do in the privacy of their own homes, as far as I'm concerned, they can have it if, they, if it will go in and they can get up there somewhere. And they go up the stairs, either two by two or solitarily back into the dormitory on the left and they, or they settle down. They will show you the staircase. When you go up the odd, yeah, when you odd stay even lift, if you're on the odd side, you have to go up a, a, a flight uh, upstairs or downstairs beforehand, and then you've got to walk up the stairs. Or sometimes the lighting's not very bright, uh, and it's very uh, nice, eerie. Yeah. Hi. Now, in the nature of things, the, by the time the light reaches the bottom, it's relatively dim. And there is a sort of relative gloom, a sort of platonic gloom about the cave-like basement areas with the stone, relatively dark stone floors. If you want to wind in the stair to get round, which is to turn a corner halfway up the stair, then it gets into serious stair-making, which is where the art of stair-making begins, because almost any fool can make a set of rungs that goes straight up, but if you can turn the corner and make stairs flow as you go around the corner, then you cracked it as a stair-maker. Cover the table with a blanket told to treat it like a game, like cowboys and Indians going into your tent. Uh, my sister was 11 at the time. She pushed me under the table, put the blankets around the table, put some weights on the top to hold them in position, and then she came under the table with me.
by the time I'm back home, then everything is ready for the real telescope to come out into the backyard if it's clear and a nice session of communing with my friends up in the sky, the stars and planets. still there but it's just not visible because it's below the horizon serious facial injury yeah the first words to me were it's all right mate i asked for it are you on nights yeah could you do me a favor if you give it 20 minutes half an hour pop up to the hospital and see if you can get some of these names and then um leave them off for me at the neck because we could be looking at public order even if none of them want to go for a any right. of the assaults. Yeah. We're going to have it probably on camera. We've got the camera over here. We're gonna, if, if any of it's spilt out into the street. Alex, come in. Alex, he's alright, he's alright. It's cool. 
Why are people it's, so stupid? Because that's what Rickon's like. It's just the really, really thing combined with a couple of pints of alcohol. Exactly. It's her beer in brain out is what my mum always exactly. said. And that's exactly that is blokes. My mum used to work at Wikipedia. That is definitely the blokes fighting. Not Sorry, but... Not all of us. Why have you got a microphone? Who do you work for? I saw you outside clubbing earlier. time regarding the security the um, there's a lot of boards boards and they're um, sealed up by boards task force they've got a door and with the you know the initials on and we hear them at 12 o'clock at night prowling around they're not tenants coming in because the security doors are not on working at the bottom prowling around they're taking the uh, stays off the fire doors all the screws are on the floor they must be selling them and you know, even, well, down on the ground floor, I'm talking about Lomas, but they can tell you about theirs after. Lomas Court, two doors are wide open. You stand at the lift, waiting for the lift. Someone's come in, grabbed your bag, and off. Ah. You run up and downstairs, you should think about where, the, where your hand is as it runs up and down the banisters. How many newels does it have to hop over and how many hiccups and jumps and how many times is it not actually just at your hip as you glide up and down the stairs? You well, sort of almost the good staircase get led on right. into a feeling of vertigo. You think, God, like that staircase looks dangerous. The you know, so narrow and instinctively people walk along at the wall. There's a moving es escalator and uh, your hand should glide down the mahogany in the same way. And if it does that, then the banister's just right. You think, God, I don't want to stand on the outside there when because you go down, when whoops, you that'll make it break off. If you think about these things at all, you think of it a bit like that. down the wind at the same pitch and that's the really hard part. Yeah. Two, you know, a breathed turn of the staircase. They're immensely strong, uh, immensely stable, just like um, the because they operate according to a completely different structural principle. It's not magic, but it kind of feels like magic. Shooting stars. You can't predict them. Uh, watching the sky and suddenly this tiny little fragment of rock burns up in the Earth's atmosphere and you get the impression that one of the stars has fallen out of the sky. And of course, you might be expecting it, but it's still fantastic. You still feel as one with the sky because these tiny pieces of material coming into the Earth's atmosphere are really the same elements as we're made of. We are all children of the stars, made of elements which can only be formed, it seems, inside the centre of giant stars by nuclear fusion. We were the only house in the whole street that was bombed. Uh, my sister was 11 at the time. She pushed me under the table, put the blankets around the table, put some weights on the top to hold them in position and then she came under the table with me and we just sat close to each other. Sometimes, if you were quiet, you could sometimes hear shrapnel bouncing off the telegraph poles or in, in the middle of the road and the light poles. And you could hear shrapnel whizzing and whirring around and we just heard this terrific bang, crump and thud and all of a sudden everything just fell around us. 
and that was it. Then it was just clouds of dust. And all I can remember then is just holding my sister and her saying, don't worry, they'll get us out. Tracy's dealing with a persistent flasher. <laughs> and uh, this is Tracy's out with the dog hand. He's been causing problems now for about two years. Well, no, longer than that, about eight years it's been going on. It's only in the last year or so it's come to our attention that the, the neighbours are finally reporting it. Um, he's got one of a huge Victorian with sash windows, that sort of size. And he sits in it every night for two or three hours. The lights are blaze, start naking. Going for it. Just in full view of all the rear of all the other houses. This is in a domestic residential area. He's have to go off now to carry on doing his work for the night. We've had a lot of trouble in sort of dealing with it. The powers to deal with it are pretty tricky. Chase has been up. In fact, where we were just now at that domestic. Drunk, uh, That's right by it. He was doing it a minute when he came ago. Like the, the, we've spoken to the neighbours. They're going to ring us back later. And if he's doing, if he if he starts again later, they're going to ring us back and we'll go up. If he starts what? It. What? Masturbating. <laughs> It was totally dark. There was no light coming from anywhere. Um, where we lived in, in the basement anyway, where the house had collapsed around us, it was just no sound, no light, no movement. Everything was just still. And uh, in, in a way, it was just a calmness because there was, we didn't hear any creaking of boards or falling masonry. We were buried for three days under the rubble. So quiet and so dark, that I suppose in one way it must have felt like being back in the womb again. In a way it was peaceful. get up. Well you didn't have pyjamas, you slept in your habit, so you got up and the common dormitory, straightened down your robes, pulled the cowl over your head and put on your night shoes. very very happily and deep sleep so I didn't felt these men entering the house that were about I don't know how many but there were a lot of them and um, 
I think I was awake because one of them was um, uh, very near, um, very near myself. And um, so I uh, awake myself very suddenly to find two men in, in, in my room. And uh, I was very surprised, of course, and frightened because they were with their guns pointing to me. to walk alone and it's always after 12 midnight and uh, at times you hear funny noises from corners and uh, in fact you'll be frightened to hear those noises you think someone is hiding in the theater somewhere and because of this I prefer not to wear my shoes out of the dormitory, down the stairs, very carefully. Then I was taken to a room where there were several officers. And one of them said that, asked my name and my address and my age, my profession. And uh, I answered to all of that, and he said, well, you have been accused. You have six, there are six charge, charges uh, made against you. And I was amazed. I, I, I thought that it was a nightmare or that the, the, something very odd has happened. I never thought that something like that was going to happen to me. I never thought that uh, life could turn in such a way. Noises were coming very often around stage. Sometimes you see all the structures above the stage moving. Sometimes also you hear uh, piano sounds. And still you will feel or you will think there's someone up at the rehearsal studio trying to touch the keyboard. When I climb up, I'll see nobody. Then gently I'll come down and go to the 
stage door, I have a rest and continue every one hour to make sure that the theater is safe. and they realise that people have been coming up and down these stairs since the 1140s and 300 years have passed. So what that means is that you come down with your candle or your uh, uh, lantern and you tread delicately because by that time, some hundreds of years, some of the stones from Dundry, which is just outside Bristol, have worn down, and I'm on a stair now which is almost at 45 degrees. I banged the, 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 the table, I dare to do that. I said, this is ridiculous, I, I, I don't believe this. No, I don't accept this. I cannot. What are you playing? What, what are you playing at? If you want to kill me because I am a socialist, kill me because I am a socialist. But don't start that I have weapons or, or inventing things. I, I, I understand. I, you think I am your enemy and you want to kill me and you, you, you can do it, kill me. But don't invent what, what is not real. And I, and, and I don't know, I don't know where I, I got this courage or I, I don't know how I dared to, to, to speak up, but I was believing in that, what I was saying. put the hood on again. There were a fire squad there and other people that were arrested in the same raid with me. They were killed that, in, that morning. I didn't saw the, the, the thing I hear, just hear that. And then one of the soldiers spoke into my ear saying, now we are going to torture you. from time to time that life can be harsh and unfriendly, even hostile. In a period of Lent, and especially today, the readings remind us to look up then to our Lord. We hear it in the first reading how Moses lifted up the bronze serpent so that the mortally wounded Israelites could find healing. And for us Christians, our Lord is risen up on the cross 
to draw all of us to himself. So let us take courage and that we may become hopeful. is praying even when I'm going as soon as I get up from my chair start moving I go through my short prayers and uh, with that uh, I develop that courage that nothing in the dark can harm me it can have on people can be quite amazing. I had one of my security guards, I came on early duty at five o'clock in the morning and found him sitting on the front doorstep with the front door wide open, who said he would never go in that building on his own at night again. So you just can't tell how the dark or a situation where you're in a large building with sounds because it is a large old building you hear creaks and cracks windows and I think all these effects must play on some people's minds and if you are of a nervous disposition it is always a good painful moment you come to areas where there is heat. One passage on the ground floor of this building must have been 30 yards long and a huge old-fashioned radiator in it. And as I, on my first night duty, as I walked along this passage, got level with the radiator and all of a sudden the air was absolutely ice cold right in front of this roaring radiator. And the first time in my life Literally, the hair on the back of my head stood up. And about five feet in front of me was like a grey cloud. It had no shape. It was just a grey, foggy cloud. And it started moving towards me. So I, being an idiot, started to move towards it. And it literally just got colder and colder. And I literally walked through it as if I was walking through a clammy fog. When I came to the end of the passage, I was quite calm. I wasn't frightened, but I was absolutely frozen. My hair on the back was stiff. And then you turn around and feel taps on the wall to see whether there is something burning around. You don't see anything, but you come into heat. You 
you walk a few steps forward, you are out of that heat. The next day, I mentioned this to one of the other guards, and he told me that during the war, our building used to be the Free Czech Embassy. And he thinks it was about 1943 or 44. They brought a guy in for interrogation, and as he was going along this passage, he snatched a pistol from the escort, put it to his head and blew his brains out. And a number of people over the years have said that they've either seen a figure of this man or, as I saw, a cloud. What is known theologically is a spirit of recollection. If you let your mind wander, your body will tumble. So you need a spirit of recollection if you come down uh, in silence to prepare yourself for the sacred and divine office which will take place in the nave. So you tread with great, great care. That I, th I think I, my body and, mouth and myself separated. I felt that I was out of my body, and that the body was not important. So they shoot, and I was trying to feel the, the bullets in my body, and I couldn't feel anything. I said, "Well, they come. They say that you don't feel them." There were no bullets. And after a while, I realized that this was a mock execution.
just a shaft of sort of sunlight with filters coming through it where all the dust was still hanging on the air. When the light starts to come back into the sky, the bird song starts. It's an indication that your session of star observing is just about finished. Off with the night shoes, on with the day shoes. Good old Cockney voice shouting some obscenities because a brick had fallen on the back of his hand. And then we could actually feel somebody pulling at the blanket. Down into Cannon's Marsh and see to the cattle or go to the graveyard, which is College Green, or to see how the animals were. My sister started shouting and I started shouting. I could feel myself being lifted up and just practically thrown up and caught again and just somebody giving us a cup of tea. And it's wonderful. It's an absolute blaze of light as you reach the top of the top of the academy stairs. No more high rises in Hackney. Yes. I don't know. I would pray without knowing I was praying, perhaps. Yes, I would pray. Suddenly the darkness disappears, then you become yourself once more.